I'm Sadek. And I'm Christian. And this is episode 91 of Shades of Brown. Uh, and this week we're gonna we're gonna start off with with Samsung, uh, Samsung Galaxy Fold. So this was, if if anybody remembers, uh, the the Samsung event. This is the this is the folding phone that we talked about, the two thousand dollar folding phone. Uh, so Christian, I, I'm gonna let you start. Like, what 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 is going on with this? Like, what's what's the story? Most phones nowadays are built with bonded glass right the screen is bonded to the glass the digitizer is bonded to the glass it's like one whole unit and there's very minimal air gaps you may find like older phones or cheaper phones don't have the the screen being laminated but it's still a bonded unit right where if the glass breaks you don't like to replace the whole screen because otherwise you have to do what um jerry rig everything did in a recent video of replacing an apple watch glass where he literally had to get a special a special hot plate so basically what you do is you get a special hot plate one that um also has like a suction cup on it so it holds it down while heating the 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 glass and you have to take a gold wire and you basically have to hope you're picking the right layer right the right height and you have to basically wire off the glass if that makes sense right sort of like like floss off the glass and then you pop off the glass and then you can get replacement glass right put it on put on some adhesive um and then you have to use uv light to go ahead and make sure it bonds properly. That's yeah, you like that was never meant to be taken apart by human beings. Like yeah, uh, like that's that, that that's a whole unit that needs to be replaced. But so so essentially, right? That's how phones are built these days. And when you look at the Galaxy Fold, the interesting thing is this is a bending screen. Glass does not bend. Like you, glass is not a flexible material, so you have to use plastic. And the thing is. You can't really bond pl- all the digitizer and all that together if it's made out of plastic in its current form with these folding OLED screens. So what Samsung's had to do, based off of the slight teardowns we've seen, this still hasn't been an iFixit one yet or a Jerry Rake everything teardown, and I'm really waiting for it because I wonder how the screen is like actually built. But it seems like they're breaking out multiple layers. So A, it's a thicker device, and B, some of it's exposed. Like, for example, on the review units that are shipping out, there is... What appears to be a screen protector, but it's just a layer of plastic on top of the screen that if you pick out enough, you can actually pull apart from the rest of the screen. And what happens when you pull that off is that the whole screen breaks. It it, it goes black. It, the digitizer stops functioning. And... There's a, T-Mobile has said on their units that they're putting a, that they're putting stickers on. They're saying, "Yo, don't take off, take it off," but. Almost every review unit of the Galaxy Fold that is that has been seeded to Marcus Brownlee YouTubers The Verge, they've all broken. Two of them by people peeling off the screens. Um, because this, by the way, is like a perfectly normal thing to do, right? Like there's like most phones come in protective plastic anyway, so you just kind of assume. And and as well, they've just been randomly breaking. Like Dieter's from The Verge, he had like a random bulge appear, and then the bulge just like cracked the entire display, and it just stopped working. And it's that's a bad sign. That is a very bad sign. And it, and the, and the thing is, this happened uh, last week, I think. Uh, the, 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 sorry, the, like it happened, like it, it happened very fast. Like all, all of a sudden, like the reviewers all over Twitter, are like, okay, is this, is this just my phone or is everybody's phone breaking? Like, uh, and and the screen just like like if you take off the. If you take off the the plastic layer, uh, it just like I think what happens if you take it off is that stuff gets in between the hinge and the screen, right? And it like 
you can't like basically fold it anymore because if you do, it's gonna like break the damn thing, right? Uh, so it's it's like, and if you break any part of it, the whole screen's gonna get damaged, right? I mean, that's how. Yeah, so that's like. <sighs> and and on top of that as well, when it comes to the screen. Because you cannot have one bonded unit where the display controller right is built into the screen, you have this very because because with with the, how displays work right, there's a display controller to keep the refresh rate in in sync right. Like this is what this is why G Sync is like nice because G Sync is basically a very overpowered display controller that is is smart enough to be able to drop it and keep it consistent when you drop and you know you, you could scale up and down refresh rates so that's actually like as like a really high level overview of that but with with these phones the display controller is in the notch and so it's not built into display so you have this you have two fun things one the bottom of the screen refreshes slower than the top of the screen. And two, the two displays are not in sync when they refresh. So when you're scrolling, you will have the right screen scroll quicker than the left screen. So there's a jelly effect because they're not, it's not in sync. It's not synced. Yeah. It's, there's a, so I'm like, uh, if you go to the Verge article and on the video as well, uh, there's like a GIF of the, uh, of that effect. And it's once you once you notice the effect, like you can't unsee it. Like it's it's. it's don't don't uh, go looking for that on your other phones too, because um, I it's there. Yeah, it's there. Samsung like, OLEDs are really good about this. Samsung OLEDs and Apple screens are really good about this. If you look at any other screen, though, you could see a little bit of jelliness near the you bottom. You can, but like it's very like on modern. I think modern even on like mid to lower end devices like it's gonna be like unless you're looking for it right you can't really see it like i, I don't think the human eyes like trade like you won't like notice it like just it just yeah unless it's really bad unless it's really yeah. bad like like but i don't think like even modern phones really are that bad at like you know keeping the like the scroll latency like the scrolling uh smooth but like uh on this one because because like it's not in sync it it just looks really bad it just it's it's like very obviously bad uh and that's just and that's like one part of this whole thing and also let's talk about the like the front screen right like the phone mode screen uh it's 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 weird it looks weird to me it's so tall and like the uh the the, the like the screen part of it is like feels really small right like it feels like it's tiny uh and like can't really do much on it, right? Uh, so that's 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 great. There's no headphone jack. What else? Uh, it runs Android tablet apps, and, and as we and as everyone knows, as everyone knows, um, Android on tablets is actually quite the pinnacle of OSs. You know, you may say <laughs> it is the OS to beat all OSs. Yeah, WebOS had nothing on that shit, you know? Like, this, the Android and tablets is, 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 the, is, is the pinnacle. If, if the sarcasm is not obvious, it's, it's not good. Um, Samsung obviously has its own windowing stuff going on, right? Uh, which is also not, not the greatest because it like doesn't save any of it if you like close the phone. Uh, so, yeah, it's, like, it's like, this is probably like the most expensive, shitty, yet, 
interesting device to probably come out in the past like decade right like there's there is so much about this phone that is objectively bad these screens are bad these are not good screens and using the software is bad android on tablets is bad the 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 front screen is bad the fold mechanism not reliable all of this is bad and yet I want to fucking buy one because I, I just, it, there's something about this whole entire form factor that's so appealing. Like, yeah, like the, the version of we touched on it, like just the, uh, aspect of like how you open up the phone and it's like a good, like the one you open up the phone, like the whole, it's like a, like, it's like an iPad Air without the bezels, right? Like it feels like, so you can like really hold it. Like an iPad mini. It's more yeah, like an like iPad a, mini. It, yeah. So like it's, it's, it has like, a, you can like, it's a good reading fact, like good form factor for reading and stuff like that. Like it's, it, it's actually like a cool concept. Right. But like the execution of it is, is, uh, is lacking. Right. And for two, $2,000, um, uh, I don't think anybody's buying this except for like, I don't know, like, uh, museums like computer museums to, like, oh come have- on come on you know who's buying it you know who's buying it google plus might be dead but you know who's buying it oh my god the samsung nights listen listen the samsung nights are folding into this device and i i am oh not god. prouder of them <laughs> oh my god samsung nights will not will not die with google plus uh, samsung nights are Oh. Eternal, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They just yeah. live forever. <laughs> is that, so I, I feel like now that Google Plus is dead and most of our audience is not from Google Plus, I feel like we need to explain this joke now that we're bringing it up. So, <laughs> um, so back on Google Plus, you had like, you know, Android fanboys, fan people, Apple fan people, I, you know, like all that like silly vitriol stuff. And then like there's a self anointed group of Samsung fans that would call themselves Samsung Knights. And it was <laughs> the funniest <laughs> shit ever. I, I it, it, it was it wasn't always obvious if some of them were actually just trolling, right? Like it wasn't like like it, it was like post law in effect, right? You couldn't tell if like they were actually like just like bunch of Samsung fanboys, whereas like some of the people in there were just like you know just like going with it and just having fun or, or like trolling and stuff like that. But yeah, it was like genuinely some hilarious stuff going on. Uh, it, it it was it was I feel like. There are people who are going to buy these. Early adopters should. No one should actually buy it, right? No one should actually buy this. Uh, no, nobody's actually buying. Like, uh, like I, I know, like Samsung is still shipping these. I think they know that not a lot of people are going to be actually buying these, right? Like, I, I don't think they expect to sell many of these at all, right? Uh, I wonder though if they can like. Like I, I don't, I don't imagine this is going to be the first iteration. Like this is just the first iteration of this tech, right? I imagine like we're going to see more of this coming in the future, like in other ways. Like they're going to somehow implement this into like a mainstream phone at some point. Uh, I would be so like honestly, given the, like if they fixed everything and they made it like have a stylus, like a Galaxy Note, right? Like I feel like that'd be a good idea. Or like honestly like i don't you know i don't want to like say it but i'll say it like if apple made a version of this it'd be fucking great like a version of this running ios i, mean, I don't think apple apple is 10 years from making anything like this just i'm just, just gonna say that because it's like apple's not gonna make anything like this because apple doesn't like doesn't want to make microsoft like, might though if like my if if panos if oh the surface God. team panos, made panos, one. Panos, panos, okay panos is looking at this and he's horrified at the no he's not fucking... he's looking at this and he's like holy shit this can be a courier part two 
there's been leaks for years about Microsoft trying to make a courier too, right? That runs Windows on ARM and runs UWP apps. Now I guess PWAs and all of that stuff. So I, I just feel like, I feel like it's either going to be Apple or Microsoft who make this, but like make it proper. I feel like someone's going to come along and like, and I, I, I lean more towards Microsoft on this because I think it makes it, if one of these with a pen and running Windows would actually be like a pretty fucking great idea. Yeah. I think I, I'm, I'm sure like, Microsoft or Apple are like doing research and development into do folding phones. Like I'm sure that's 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 a thing that's happening. Uh, so uh, we'll see. I mean, so that that's the thing. Go look, go look at the videos. Uh, the, the the Washington uh, Street Journal one is by Joanna Sturt is very good. I recommend everybody watch it because it's hilarious. Uh, Please don't buy this phone. Um, so this 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 phone is. It it is a novelty. It is interesting, but it's it's Gen One hardware. It's Gen One tech. Gen like Gen, it's like Gen point five hardware. Yeah, it's just like not ready uh, for anybody really. Like it's not ready. I don't even even like early adopters are gonna buy this because it's just like like if it just breaks. Like it, it, I mean, it, this is the thing. Like if you're an early adopter, like say if you like bought the first iPhone, like that's that's one thing but it's like this is a product that can like break easily like it's like just stops working that's not that's not a thing i think even early adopters are going to put up with especially at at this price point right well so my 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 thing about early adoption is like if the hardware is solid and the software is a little lacking but you're okay with the compromises it can make it makes sense to get it right like they've like the iphone yeah but if the hardware is compromised and the software is also compromised i i don't recommend buying it at all because you you can't fix bad hardware after the Mm -hmm. fact yeah, you know, like yeah, the bad like the hardware that's fatal, like it's fatal flaws in the hardware that's gonna like you know, like you can't keep this, like, you can't use keep using this long term. Like, well, how's durability gonna? You can't. How, how long are you gonna be able to keep using that phone? So you like, you could say you could say the Galaxy Fold is fold fatal. That's bad. That's extremely bad. <laughs> Please no. Uh, that's that's bad. That's. <laughs> That, that's as bad as the like the Overwatch League casters that that you just listened to. Oh, okay. So, do we need? Okay, we we need. Let's let's take a moment to talk about Overwatch League because that did not make it into the recording. Okay, so I was like, you know, I'm like, you know, shit. Overwatch, big esport, Halo, Halo Championship League. You know that that's winding down. Let's let's. I need to like get some more esports in my life. You know, just just watch some competitive stuff. You know, follow some teams. I want to get back in the scene. And I'm like, all right, I'm gonna just pick one random Overwatch League game and just watch it. You know, so I hop on Twitch. You know, I throw it on. And I believe it was Boston Uprising versus London, right? And these casters are the worst in the, like, they're making, like, hella problematic jokes. They, like, spent, like, 10 minutes bantering with each other about, like, liking actual sports. And then they're like, oh, but that means Overwatch is a sport. And then it got really awkward. And then I, I just, like, what, what is that casting? Okay. Okay. So let, let me just like give some context here. Uh, so the, the casters, Christian's talk about, uh, Semler and Hex, uh, uh, in, in my opinion, and it's, it's not, it's not an unpopular opinion. Is are, they are the, uh, I would say the, the worst casting duo in the Overwatch League. Uh, their, their jokes never land. Their, their chemistry is, it's like, it's, it's bad. Uh, like the the tangents they go on are like extremely bad. Like it's like it's not even good. Like they don't even go on any decent tangents. Like and I think it's just that they they make all these jokes and like none of them land. So it's like 
it's just it's just bad. It's just the, I, it's it's unfortunate that, that was the game you picked because there were that are mm, there are so many better games that I can recommend you some games that you can watch that are actually better. Yeah, I, I will watch some previously recorded games because that was it, uh, it, it's like the exact inverse of that meme. It's instead of name a better duo, it's name a worse duo. Name a worse duo. <laughs> I don't like. I don't think there's a worse duo in Overwatch. Like I, I watch a lot of. Just, let, let me just like since we're into this topic, like I watch a lot of this. So and like and I watch like contenders like uh like the the like the like the tier below Overwatch League. So I watch a lot of that. Uh, and there are there are way better casters in contenders the, than similar next. Just just saying. Uh, Seriously, just just put put some of them on, and it's, it's going to be a better time than this. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's that's our that's our tangent, I suppose. <laughs> that that's the Overwatch minute. <laughs> oh, the Overwatch minute. Oh God. Oh God. Okay. Um, so speaking next up, about yeah, speaking about like you know things that are likely going to last far longer than a minute. Google's hosting another Pixel event on May seventh, and um. This time, actually, I think it's pretty interesting because so there's been leaks about a Pixel Lite, Pixel A, um, sort of like the the leaked names of it device coming out, which is a lower cost Pixel phone. And the rumor is that this is what's going to be announced on the May 7th event. Um, right, right. That makes and, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. I feel like I, 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 think, I think I've said it before too, a lower cost Pixel device that's running maybe Android 1 or, you know, Pixel. I might, Pixel I might actually, I might actually get one if it's like priced reasonably enough. Like I might actually get like, like a backup phone or like a phone just for like work stuff. Like just, just, you know, like keep that stuff separate. Like I might just get one if it's like at least like a decent price. I, I know like Canadian pricing is always a miss, hit and miss, uh, for Google. Uh, so we'll see, I guess. Uh, yeah, because essentially, you know, it's just mid-tier Snapdragon processor, a little less RAM, smaller screen. Um, apparently, though, they're still pushing for a, while well, it be like a worse quality camera, still probably better than most cameras in that price range because of the um, the Google software that's on there. And so I, I'm, I'm excited for that because r- right now, right, if you want like a cheap phone, you probably tell someone to go OnePlus, I guess, but then they yeah, have to import it and all of that, right? Mm, and I can't reasonably of- recommend anybody buy one plus to be honest i'm not a big fan of their whole uh i guess i mean it, it, like i never liked you know the whole marketing s- stuff that they did a few years ago like, never settle the, yeah i'm just extremely turned off by one plus but that's that's the discussion for another time I well guess. i mean at the very least though one plus is still like price per value of the phone right is pretty good but like one plus you have to like import it unless you're on t-mobile and i feel like this pixel a at least in the states will probably be more readily available for an unlocked version and he's right now, I think maybe Motorola phones, but Motorola has some of that weird tracking stuff because of Lenovo rate, Lenovo on the PC side. And I think some of that's gone into their Android phones and Motorola really isn't updating builds as much. So with the Google phone, you at least know that you're getting, you know, Android versions for at least two years. And, and I feel like it's just, there, there needs to be like a good cheap phone where I can be like, you know, he's this pixels fucking thousand dollars. iPhones a thousand dollars, right? Like it, cheap phones matter as well. and, and I think having like, and also, also important note, while this is going to be likely locked to a carrier in the States, since Google, since he has an exclusivity deal with Verizon, the unlocked versions always have an unlocked bootloader, which means this could be a cheap and, you know, cheap, affordable phone that can also be flashed to be, to run a freer version of Android or, you know, or that could be flashed to run, to run, um, you know, not as locked down versions of Android. Mm-hmm. 
And I feel like that's an important note. He's not many people are going to do it, but um, but especially for our audience, I feel like there's a lot of people in our audience who would be down to flash it with um, lineage OS. I think is what lineage the, is, is, lineage. is the, yes. what the cool yep. kids use these days. Yeah, it's lineage. Lineage. Uh, that's a hard word to say. Actually, it's a hard word. Uh, yeah, lineage OS is is what like CyanogenMod mod like sort of morphed into, right? Like it forked, I think. I don't know. No, don't no, know. you remember CyanGen shut down as a company because of their, uh, I, why did one they plus, shut down? Like one, they weren't, didn't they get bought by one, like they, no, they partnered like, with OnePlus and then OnePlus yeah. made Oxygen OS and then CyanGen just like crashed and burned. Yeah. And it was, that was unfortunate. Yeah. That was a whole thing. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know if you ever talked about it on this podcast. Well, I don't think we ever yeah. talked about all the drama surrounding that. Cause especially too, there's like a whole bunch of stuff about contributors to the project feeling like they weren't. And, and a lot of the stuff was on Google plus. Guess what? Guess what? Christian, it's not there anymore. Holy shit. Although no, like all seriousness, most of the, like the one plus drama just does not exist on the internet. Yeah, It doesn't anymore. exist. It doesn't exist on the internet because it was on Google like, plus. And uh, Google unless plus. it was on, you know, unless it got scrapped. Uh, yeah. Put on yeah, archive or archive somewhere. Unless like, I'm, I'm sure like parts of it are on like screenshots on Android blogs. Right. But like the whole uh, history though, is just the like whole gone. History is gone. Yeah. Holy that's, shit. Uh, yeah. If you think about it, a lot of Android development, like sort of like the, in, like sort of the indie scene, I guess. Like, all, is, all, is, all like the, Chrome OS leaks, and then there's like a bunch of like Google Plus posts by Google engineers about like how Android was built, right? A lot, there's a lot of knowledge there, right? Just straight up, just knowledge, just gone. Yep, yeah, pretty much. Welcome to the internet, folks. Nothing is forever. Uh, uh, so, so that's that's the that, that was the depressing uh, end to this the segment, I suppose. I don't know if we have anything else to say other than that. Well, I mean, we, we could say, you know, there's, I think there's a segue between the Pixel A and the uh, Xbox One S all digital edition. It's that, you know, they're both probably going to be lower priced, but disappointingly priced <laughs> because, um, this week as well, Microsoft released a new model of the Xbox One. It is a diskless all digital model and it's going to be 250 US, same size as the Xbox One S, just a little lighter weight. And it comes with three games, Forza Horizon 3, Minecraft, and I think Sea of Thieves. And it started, I think it comes out in like a week. And so on its own, do I think an all digital version of a console that is lower price is a bad idea? No. However, given that you're paying $250 for an Xbox One S with those dvd drive when you can buy an xbox one s with a dvd drive for like 210 dollars on amazon that is a bad deal and according to um to one of the microsoft executives who they're interviewing i believe arsenica had an interview up with them or mentioned in the original post they're sort of like yeah our msrp for the one s is 300 and we know it's like super discounted but like <laughs> they know the fucked up. They know fucked up. They couldn't do anything about it. Like by the time it all, like all this happened, like I think by the time all this was planned and executed, like they couldn't do anything about it. Uh, they can't really control like what the market is selling that console for, right? Like so, it's like, uh, like yeah. So they're just they're just gonna release this. And I, I would imagine like it's it's gonna sell some. Uh, it's probably gonna drop price very quickly. I imagine that this two fifty price is not long for this world. And honestly. If this console at I would say one fifty to like one seventy five, that's the sweet spot. Like sub two hundred, any any price sub two hundred, I would actually say go ahead and get this console because you, you know compared to a base PS4, which I think is still three hundred dollars. Like you're gonna, well, obviously the Xbox One S is lower power, is less powered. You can still get four K output for video, um, and while games are only ten eighty p, like you, 
if you're paying i believe you know sub 200 i you know you know you're not getting like the most powerful console but you're getting good enough of a console for the price plus you know a good enough library of games minus horny japanese games (laughs) yeah that's true uh so it's 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 like the thing is like uh, it's it's not a DVD drive. Just just to be clear, by the way, it's it's a Blu-ray. It's it, it, that that actually matters because I think the Blu-ray drive is uh, useful. I guess to some people at this point, it's probably one of the like like if you if you just want a Blu-ray drive, right? Like that's not a like a, like if you buy like an Xbox One S, like it's not a. Bad if you want deal. a 4K Blu-ray player, the regular Xbox One S is a pretty good deal. Yeah, it is. It actually is. His 4K so, Blu-ray players are quite pricey. Yeah, they are. Yeah, the Sony ones especially are like quite expensive. Uh, so otherwise, that's that's something. The, uh, well, actually, too, this plus Games Pass, I think, is like a really good deal, right? Like, get well, I guess we have to put our blinders on for a minute because there's definitely the um, local storage advocate in me who uh, who hates DRM and would not prefer this world to exist. However, though, in a, in a world where this does exist, like given you're okay with never owning anything on your console this plus games pass like not a bad time you know 15 bucks a month your super cheap console given especially you can get this for sub 200 like you're going to have a pretty good gaming experience and honestly i think that people who are spending less than 200 dollars on a console because this is actually this is totally going to drop to less than 200 i like i i don't while this price point is not good right now i do not believe for a minute that this will stay at that price point but like i don't believe people who spend less than 200 on a console particularly care about drm that much Probably not, but you never like the. I think I think Microsoft is hedging on the fact that the the digital is gonna be the way consoles are going, and like the physical market is drying up. So like, well, actually, yeah. too, and this put for X Cloud too, right? If you're doing game streaming on this, like at that point, the Xbox One in general has pretty good networking hardware. Because what is the Ethernet port? Is it, it's not gigabit, right? Or is it just a ten one hundred? Or one hundred one thousand. It is a gigabit port. Uh, oh, even since, on the regular Xbox. Yes, even on the regular one, it has always been a, a gigabit port. Uh, so wait, actually, wait, no gigabit. Is that the standard? And then ten gigabits, the fancy one. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, well, gigabit is pretty standard these days. Uh, like, I'd be surprised if anything doesn't ship without a gigabit port. Uh, it's it's cheaper to get gigabit ports. Mm. Uh, but so, in general, though, the networking I think is better, at least compared yeah, to like a PS4 or the Switch, in terms of the Wi-Fi chips and all of that. The Wi-Fi maybe, yeah. Like I think the Wi-Fi chips and the Xbox One S are probably better. Uh definitely better than the Switch, I would say. Uh but, so, <laughs> but yeah, so that's the uh Xbox One S. The, what about the game? The games are uh not that great, to be honest. I'm gonna be real with you. I mean Minecraft is uh is fine, but Sea of Thieves is mm, uh forza horizon 3 what do you mean how is that not great forza no, no, horizon that's, 3 is no, no, no. Uh, let, let me just like yeah I'm, i was getting to that in a moment uh forza horizon 3 is fine it's great but i would prefer like if it was if it was forza horizon 4 instead uh because i feel like forza horizon 3 while it's good it's just i don't know if it's as appealing as forza horizon 4 uh but yeah that's that's a, that's a, just a minor nitpick uh, anyway uh I'd imagine there's going to be other bundles for it. I would imagine like there's going to be like uh, I don't know what like, Fallout seventy six one for the fire sale. Oh my god! <laughs> no, you get a free copy of Fallout seventy six, and you get a free copy of Fallout seventy six. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. 
Uh, Fallout 7. You can't, you can't even pay me to buy, play that game, actually. Um, and probably in a couple months, do Anthem. Oof. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's true. So speaking of, uh, consoles, we have, we have, uh, we have some exclusives. Exclusive. Break exclusive. Oh, break exclusive. It's like the E3 trailer thing that, uh, that, uh, that Microsoft does, right? Xbox One exclusive? No, 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 no. It's Xbox One console exclusive because oh the game always, God. always going to have a PC release. So, so we have the, uh, like an interview with, uh, or rather like a sort of like a, like an article about, uh, with Mark Cerny, uh, who's the, what, who's like, he's the, the head of hardware for PlayStation, I believe. So, yeah, essentially, he sat down a wire to just go over what they, what their broad points are for the next P, for the next PlayStation hardware. But he said it's not called the PS5. Um, I mean, we're just go, it's totally going to be called the PS5. Like, I, it's it's going to be called the PS5. And honestly, there's so there's a lot here that sort of sounds close closer than not to 2005 Sony Kazurai and all in an all white suit E3 presentation that we'd want to then we want you know out of Sony nowadays but I think it's pretty reasonable when you, when you break it down and think about where hardware is going right because essentially Sony's saying that it can drive 8K displays which if you're building to HDMI 2.2 2.1 yes that can drive it that can that that cable has the bandwidth to drive an 8k display however playing games at 8k display is a different story but doing video output totally possible um they're saying that they want to do uh ray tracing they want to do um put an ssd in there they want to have a very very fast processor you know that all all of the hardware bits that they're saying they want to have in this makes sense. If you're using, if you're using like the Xbox One S as uh, X, sorry, as this generation's like pinnacle, you can only go up from there. And and if you look at where PC hardware is going, right, like ray tracing likely in the next generation is going downstream, right? Like it's, yeah, it's right now it it's top end, yeah, but it's starting, it's starting to trickle yeah. down. Yeah. And w- in terms of SSDs, while Sony's saying it's the fastest SSD ever, it might just be, I, they might just be doing like. It's not a new version of PCI. I think it's another um it's another format that that's technically available right now, but not really shipping in any motherboards. So the hardware, like the, the specs are all there. And it makes sense for consoles to go to SSDs. It makes sense for consoles to get ray tracing. It makes sense for them to get, you know, modern, you know, GPUs that are extremely modern. It makes sense for them to get CPUs that are no longer based on Jaguar and a more modern architecture. So all of this is in line where PC hardware is going because I think we're going to find that the next generation of consoles are just very custom built spec PCs, which is fine because yeah, that's I mean, what this consoles it yeah. was right. <laughs> yeah, like, it was, yeah. and, and because of that, since they're still sticking of x86, Sony now has the advantage of saying we can also do backwards compatibility with all PS4 games because you don't have to have a PS4 shipping on there for price reasons, right? You can just I think you may need to have some chips on the on the SoC right for for backwards compatibility sake, like some sort of coprocessor just to make sure that it runs in like a PS4 mode. Um where since I think since Sony and Microsoft are a little bit different where I imagine Microsoft has structured their games especially with their backwards compatibility stuff to just be updates that would be needed to get them to run that's more PC like, right? Where um using using windows own backwards compatibility uh, architecture right you could just sort of run older software on there without having to have hardware 
built in for that. Whereas I, I imagine Sony may need some sort of like coprocessor, some hardware to help enable backwards compatibility, but it's still a lot cheaper than putting an actual old console in the new one, right? And running it on that old console's actual hardware. Yeah, that's, yeah, I mean, they're not going to like, they're not going to put a PS4 processor in there that's not that's not gonna happen that doesn't even make sense it's gonna it's gonna be a new architecture anyway so that that doesn't it's gonna be really weird to have that so uh so they're talking about uh yeah third generation amd ryzen uh which is gonna be uh eight cores on the on the new on the new seven nanometer uh micro architecture uh and the gpu is gonna be like uh amd gpu which is on the radeon navi is this a new radeon gpu i think this is a new one it's, uh, it's likely it's likely based off of like the radeon 7 that just shipped that imagine i don't i don't think it's going to be i don't know if it's a new architecture or not um I, i'm going to assume that it would be on the same the same track as amd's existing architecture for this year's releases yeah that that's yeah i would imagine that. and they're gonna have uh rtx uh in it, so RTX as in, no, no, no. I don't know. They said they're gonna have RTX. They're like, gonna have rate. They're gonna have ray gonna tracing. Have ray tracing. And so, right. like, just to, so RTX is Nvidia's proprietary implementation of ray tracing, whereas ray tracing in general is just a technique, right? So you don't really have to use RTX to get ray tracing. It's just that RTX is the only currently shipping version of ray tracing. But there's nothing stopping Nvidia, or sorry, AMD from doing it. Yeah, that's that's true. Uh, so that's, I mean, ray tracing is mostly like a visual upgrade, right? Uh, and right now, it's like the the RTX stuff is on 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 the RTX GPUs are like it's pretty minor, to be honest. It's not that great. Uh, like, yeah, it, it, it looks cool for like five minutes, and then you turn it off because the frame rate is is gonna is gonna die. Uh, well, honestly, I I feel like with this generation. Microsoft and Sony should just make a big push to make ref- variable refresh rates a thing on TVs and consoles because high-end Samsung TVs are starting to sync- ship a free sync, right? Um, and it'll never be G-Sync because uh, BFGDs are likely not going to be a mass super product <laughs> where free syncs were an open standard to put on them. Um, but I feel like pushing obviously pushing for higher frame rates but also having variable refresh rates supported in all games plus pushing for manufacturers to get these that technology into tvs i mean the when, new version of hdmi is going to support that right the, yeah yeah 2.1 supports um free sync or well variable refresh rates i don't know if it I, I don't think it's specifically done through free sync but it does support um being able to change refresh rates on the fly yeah so, so things are moving in like in the right direction for this, I guess. Uh, do you think this is going to be like, like they're going to have a teaser trailer at E3 this year? Sony's not this- at E3. Sony pulled out at E3, remember? So they're like, I think they're going to have some like Nintendo Direct style event. However, my thing is, my I'm like, like I was saying earlier, none of this surprises me. This is where PC hardware is going. It makes sense, but. What's going to be the price here? Because even in PC hardware land, you don't build a system like this for f- less than five hundred dollars. No, you don't. But at the same That's... time, Sony should remember two thousand five, six ninety nine the American. Oof, oof. oof. That's eight hundred yeah. Canadian. That's oof. That's an expensive console. If you if you pay eight hundred dollars, that's yeah, that's mm. the thing too, right? Is like I feel like if Microsoft was in this position, with how they're structuring their games being like sort of play everywhere, right? I, I think they could actually get away with a higher price console than Sony can because the assumption of Microsoft is that 
the next Xbox is just going to be a higher end version of the existing Xbox, right? And it's not it's not a reset; it's just a continuation. So you the same games can run. You may drop off like older consoles, right? But it's sort of like the Apple model, where you know newest hardware every runs better, but the software stays the same for the past like six, eight, ten years, right? Of of hardware, and it just sort of slowly drops off when new hardware comes out. That's what. I think Microsoft is heading towards, but with Sony, right? It's like this is the new. This is a reset. While it might be backwards compatible, I don't think PS5 games are going to run on the PS4. Yeah, so like we'll like this is all like like this is very. I mean, this this interview is or this this thing is weird. I don't know why this exclusive exists. Like, is this supposed to be like uh, some sort of? It's it's a, it's a press blitz because Sony doesn't have an E3 presence, remember? So they kind of have to sprinkle it out throughout the year instead of having one bombastic showing at E3. Okay. All right. All right. I suppose that makes sense. Um, the SSD thing is actually pretty exciting because uh, I, I'm, I'm, my big problem with, with modern consoles is, uh, like current-gen consoles, is the, is the slow I.O. Like... Uh, Spinning rust is like you can, like the loading times are absurd uh, for some modern games, right? Assassin's Creed Odyssey is a big one. That game takes like four minutes to load on the, yeah, on the Xbox surprised. One X. Yeah, I'm not surprised. The, those textures are are not cheap to load. Uh, there, there's a lot of lot of stuff going on. Uh, yeah, like the SSD and the PCIe 4.0. Uh, SSD, which is it's going to be like NVMe thing. Like it's going to be like uh, like I/O directly connected to the PCIe slot, uh, which you can do with PCs now. But PCIe 4.0 is not a thing on on PC uh, on modern PC hardware yet. Uh, I think so. Honestly, too, I feel like these new consoles should be supporting Thunderbolt three. Especially, I mean, it's not it's not tied to Intel anymore. Thunderbolt three has open opened up, and anyone can AMD chips can use Thunderbolt controllers, right? Like, there's not there's no hardware lock on them anymore. It's no longer like exclusive to an Intel processor, and I only for the reason of expandable storage, right? Because it and it actually makes sense for a console to have like four USB C slots, and you just plug external drives into those or enclosures or whatever. Like, not even for me and my weird like uh you know external gpu <laughs> hype land oh my god actually think about that daisy chaining ps5s together to make like one one mega powered gamer gamer console that's that sounds absurd and i want to like i want that to be a thing but it's not gonna happen because so. imagine the land parties please think of it like this all right okay okay we're, we're, we're going down this rabbit hole all right think of a game like halo so you're doing a tournament right but instead of, you know, it's fuck, fuck Xbox Live. Fuck it. You, you just want that shit on your local networks. You know what you do? You have 10, 10 gigabit Ethernet port, right? Oh, Jesus. You, you have that Overkill. all wired, all wired the consoles together. Overkill. But then you also have them all can daisy chained via Thunderbolt 3. So, and, and then one of them just driving a display. Overkill? Overkill. Uh, 10 gigabit Ethernet is, is not necessary for anything uh, that game consoles do, really. Yeah, but point. but you know what? Overwatch will never be smoother. It'll be the smoothest Overwatch experience. I mean, uh, unless it's like uh, like 144 hertz uh, frames per second. Uh, that's that's the thing. Like, is is our frame rates going to go up, or is it going to be uh, visual fidelity that we're looking at? That's that's also the thing. Yeah, I wonder what actually what happens to Overwatch with this new 
generation does blizzard make a new version for it does blizzard just do do they do the two consoles play with each other are they going to be split apart there's a lot of questions here like because there's a lot of live services now right this is the first time we've really had a big split of live services um i hate I hate the fact that I'm not wondering about the live services, but like the last generation, Destiny came out the tail end of the lifespan, right? Like Destiny, it was it came out Xbox 360, PS3, and Xbox One, right? It was it was a transitionary game. So like, what what happens then? I don't know. Like live services, it doesn't make sense for them to leave it to the last generation, but do they just create a new whole live service? I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. But that's a, that's a good question, actually. Uh, we'll see. Uh, so we have our last topic, right? Uh, this one is, is is I've been wanting to talk about this uh, since it came out. Uh, it's it's uh, Homecoming, uh, filmed by Beyonce. Uh, it it was announced at like three a.m. Apparently, uh, I, I think I, I think the video is a Netflix exclusive, right? Uh, okay. Um, so yeah, so it's 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 like a it's like a concert recording uh, slash documentary uh, on Netflix, and I recommend uh, I recommend everybody watch it. Really, like I don't think it's 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 like it's gonna be like uh, a bad watch for anybody. Really, uh, I think there's something in it for everyone. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this, this is really really good. So Christian, I'm gonna let you like do you, I, you said you listened to the album, right? So I'm gonna just that you talk about like did you have any favorite tracks or like uh like okay so the track diva the second to half of it oh, has yes, a yes. horn remix yes of this yes, song by yes, ot yes. genesis is, is, is it called same old I, I can't remember what the track name is it's this remix of this track by ot genesis and it's it's the horns the, so good. the orchestration throughout this entire live show is on point it like is, okay i i i'm going to go out on a limb and say that beachella which is what it's officially called, the Coach- Beyonce's Coachella per- live show, sits next to the Alive Daft Punk, the Daft Punk live album oh, in terms of how good the music is. I, I, like, I, can't, like, I can't disagree. There, like, there's no weak tracks here. Every track is remixed in a way, and they're blended together, right? Like you, remember, like, you remember the middle of Sorry, where she just cuts to, I think it's Misery, so I cannot remember the song name. It's, it's just cutting in and out of different songs. The instrumentals are blended together. Um, and then there's bow down as well, where like the end, the, the last 30 seconds of bow down, like could easily become its own like house track if you looped it and be just a club banger. Yeah. She's like, like, um, I think this is one of those things where like, it's just like, uh, like Beyonce did this uh, a couple years ago, right? With, with lemonade, right? She had a, like a visual, like a vid, like a whole video and, and the music itself, right? Together. And this is also like a similar concept. Uh, like the theme of this one is homecoming, right? And this is basically like Beyonce coming back, you know, uh, like, uh, she, she like took, took some time off, right? Because she was like, uh, preg- yeah, pregnant. Um, and like the, the documentary talks about how, like, how like difficult it was to come back to like, doing like rehearsals like every day and stuff like that uh and like like the amount of detail in this this whole thing is absurd like it's just on all the themes like i like the first time i watched this like when um like the op- the opening notes of uh formation came out i was just losing my shit i was just like oh my god this is ridiculous uh 
And the whole like theme of like, you know, uh, HBCUs, right? Like, uh, like historically black colleges, right? Um, like that's the, that's like a very strong theme in this, in this one. Like she's, she's like basically reenacting like a homecoming, uh, from HBCU, right? Like she, that's what she's done. Uh, and it's, it's 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 like the whole like the choreography of it like you should like it like if you watch i, I recommend everybody watch the video first uh it's it's pretty long so i think like you should, you should definitely set some time it's like two hours i think um and it's like but yeah like it's the choreography is on point costume design um like dance like the the musical and uh instrumentation the uh the guests right the guests uh, like on, uh, uh, on, on, what, whatever is it on, uh, on, on after run the, run the world, right? Uh, they had, uh, Kelly Rowland and, uh, Michelle Williams. Yeah, that, that's the child. That's reunion. the child. I, I was like, when, when, um, when they started, uh, singing, um, uh, say my name right and the whole crowd just lost it was just like <laughs> and this is, this one had probably has what i would say the only good dj khaled feature ever yes yes the only yes. the only time ti- dj khaled only time. he dj yeah. khaled showed up for this yeah he- <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> yeah it's 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 really really good uh like there, there was a uh there's a bit with with solange on it uh i think it was get me bodied right uh I think it was the yeah. It was it was all fucking popping. It's this whole entire thing is just a bop. This thing bumps in the whip. It's a certified banger, and and like there's no bad tracks on it. Be, th- that's the thing. All of these songs are great. All of the performances are on point. The choreography is on point, and like for a live album, this is just mixed perfectly. It it it's, it's like it sounds. It doesn't sound studio recorded, right? But it, like you can, it, it dips into like the live bits here and there. Like it, it genuinely like the only like live album that I've heard in a while that compares to this is just the the live two thousand five one. Like uh like yeah like when I was uh like when I when I watched the video and I was like I'm gonna listen to a live album and I, I didn't expect the live album to sound as well like put together as it did. I didn't expect it to sound like as like the transitions being as smooth and like like it being mixed together pretty well uh like it's just perfect actually it's just yeah like i like alive is a good example if anybody hasn't heard daft punk's alive i think you owe it to yourself to take some time and listen to it because that is also like a fantastic and also one of my favorite tracks is um is 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 the one with Jay Balvin in it? I, like I wasn't expecting that. Like that was a totally like like it, I I felt like it came out of nowhere. Uh, me gen me. How do you say that word? Me, me gente. Me gente. It's a the G is like uh, G is uh, an H is, in Spanish. Okay. okay. Uh, me gente. Okay. Uh, and yeah, that that track with Jay Balvin. Uh, the original track is also a total banger. By the way. Uh. uh yeah, it's 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 all it's all fantastic. Like I recommend if if you haven't watched it or haven't listened to it, just just give it a listen. It's worth it. Uh, so that's all I have to say about that. Like like I was, I'm really happy. This is how this. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it. It was a total surprise. So that's good. Uh, so I think we can wrap it up unless you have anything else to say. Um, no, just please, please listen to this Beyonce album and also um 
please listen to Alive 2005. That's a really good live album. Um, the the one more time aerodynamic mix is probably I would say it's 2007. By the it way, was it 2007? Oh shit! Yeah, so uh, Alive, yeah, Live 2007. Yeah. I, still uh, aerodynamic. Right one more time. Those yeah. that that yeah. track that track is I would say probably the best song ever by Daft Punk. Just yeah, the mix of it, like that is. Just- there, there, it is one of those like tracks that you can listen to it repeatedly, and it is, an, it has an infectious groove and like yeah, beat just every whole, time you listen to it. The whole album is just, it's just perfect. Like my, my favorite track is probably "Face to Face" slash "Short Circuit." Uh, yeah, like you know, like all of, like you could just pick any track from it and you'd probably have a good candidate for a favorite track. It's, it's just fantastic. Uh, so this has been, I guess, music hour because we talk about video games too much i guess uh so yeah uh you can find like let me wrap this up i guess you can find us as always uh two shades of brown.com email us uh contact at two shades of brown.com uh you can find me on mastodon at static safe at mastodon.zombocloud.com and christian where can people find you you can tell you can send me takes about what live albums are good and that i should listen to at uh chosefina ten forward dot social yeah 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 please uh, please actually just send, send like add both of us or send it send it to our email because i want to i want to listen to them too uh so uh it's bonus points if they're like if i can buy them on Bandcamp. it's bonus points uh so with that goodbye bye